If you're not split testing at the moment, are you missing a trick? Welcome to Digital Marketing Radio, episode 175. DigitalMarketingRadio.com Broadcasting live on the Digital Marketing Radio Facebook page, this is the weekly show that prizes actionable advice from today's top digital marketers. Sign up to watch the next show live at DigitalMarketingRadio.com The big interview with David Bain Hello, I'm David Bain and today I'm joined by a man who envisions a world where every business tests their ideas. He formed his own conversion optimization agency, Daily Conversion, in 2014, which later became part of Disruptive Advertising. Welcome to DMR, Chris Daly. Thanks for having me on the show, David. Well, thanks so much for joining us, Chris. Um, of course, you can find Chris over at disruptiveadvertising.com. So, Chris, should every business be split testing the performance of their web pages? Absolutely. And this is something that a lot of companies will. Um, will come to me and ask questions similar to this. They'll be, you know, they'll say, "Well, we don't get a whole lot of traffic to our website, or um, you know, first we need to focus on marketing and getting traffic uh, before we start split testing the actual website experience." Uh, and the truth is, most companies are just wasting a ton of money on design. Uh, you know, most companies will spend anywhere between ten thousand and a hundred thousand dollars to uh, to design and build a website. And it's not based on any data at all. It's, it has, you know, uh, you know, a nice, beautiful uh, design, a color palette. Everything looks nicely put together. But the truth of it, it is that most businesses don't know whether or not their website is actually meeting any of their customers' needs. So the, the short answer to that is yes. So from the businesses that you do talk to on a regular basis, what percentage would you say are actually actively carrying out split tests on a regular basis? Well, there's there's some industry uh, stats actually, and I believe of the Fortune 500 companies, I think only about 40% of them are doing A/B testing. So, do you see that percentage going up in the future? Is this something that businesses still aren't really getting the priority of it, the importance of it? Absolutely, and yeah, it has been slowly trending upwards over the years. Um, and I, I think one of the biggest reasons that a lot of companies aren't focusing on it is it's so easy to get lost in focusing on PPC, SEO, social media, the things that are driving traffic to the site. It's very easy to overlook uh, the A-B testing because really all you're doing is adding efficiency to the site, which, you know, as, as I talk to companies, I help them understand that's just as important, if not more important, than driving new traffic. But for a lot of business owners and managers, it's really easy to just focus on those big metrics like traffic. So what's wrong with just launching a new version of a web page and then comparing the results with your conversion rates that you used to have? Yeah, that's <laughs> that's something that I get a lot from from people. You know, they'll say, "Oh, we A/B tested our website," you know, and I'll be like, "Okay, so tell me about the test." And you're like, "Well, we we just put up the new site and uh, we let it run for a week, and then we compared it to our conversion rates from the previous, you know, the previous week or the previous month or the previous year." Um, and the problem with that is. That there are so many new variables that come into play when you run designs at different periods of time. You know, there is time of year, time of week, uh, time of day type of uh, type of influences that can change how your traffic performs. Um, you know, there is you, you may run a new version of your site this week, and maybe there's a hurricane this week, and so a bunch of people are working from home, and maybe people uh, act differently on their computers at home than they do when they're at work. 
you know, there's just a variety of factors that can influence the conversion rates on your site. And so when you try to launch a new version of your site and compare it to any historic data, you're, you're really comparing apples to oranges. Um, and when, so when, when you run an actual A-B test, you're, you're running two different designs or two different, two different versions of a page at the exact same time with the exact same traffic. And so you can definitively say that it was the design that changed the conversion rates and not anything else. So you say two different versions of a page there. Is it best just to stick to A-B testing or when is it best to, if any, introduce a third or fourth variable into the mix? Oh yeah, we add in multiple variations as often as we can. And so for me, it's really about the sample size. You want a big enough sample size in each variation to be able to have statistical significance. And so usually I don't add in more than a single variation unless a web page gets at least 10,000 visits per month. So, you know, my, I, I'm, I'm trying to target uh, as often as I can, at least a hundred conversions per variation. And so, um, you know, for, for websites, some of my clients get millions of visitors per month. And for those, we try to test as many variations as we can, because, you know, if you're not testing multiple variations, if you have the traffic to do so, then you're wasting a ton of time just testing one thing at a time. You know, and if you, you know, I, I recommend that each of my clients run tests for a minimum of a week. And so, you know, if you're just testing one variation at a time and you ran one test each week, you could get through 52, you know, 52 variations. Uh, but, you know, if we're testing three, four, five variations per test, you know, then you're talking about 250 plus different things that you've tested over the course of a year. Uh, and so you can just dramatically increase the amount of things that you can learn and test when you add in multiple variations. I love those precise figures uh, there, you know, 10,000 visits per month to do more than two variables, 100 conversions. So do you find that something doesn't have statistical con um, significance if you're talking about less than 100 conversions generally? Generally, yes. Uh, you can have statistical significance with less than that, uh, but there's just a lot more chance that you might be calling a false winner. Um, you know, some sites and, you know, in statistical significance, the way that it's calculated is kind of weird. You know, you can have statistical significance with like three conversions. You know, a tool may tell you that you've got a 99% statistical significance, but that's not really significant data, you know, three conversions compared to maybe one conversion. Um, and so that's why I typically look for those types of thresholds. I look for a minimum of a week and I try to shoot for at least 100 conversions per experience just to avoid making knee-jerk reactions because a lot of business owners, they want to push a winner as soon as they can on their site. You know, if you're not pushing that winner, you may be losing out on a ton of potential revenue. Uh, but again, the, there's such a huge risk of calling false winners when you're testing uh, that I try to encourage my clients to, to come as close to those thresholds as possible. So what if you're um, a marketer that um, maybe doesn't have a big team underneath you and you're do, trying to do lots of different things? You, you perhaps even don't have your own dev team that you can call on. Should that person be doing uh, split testing as well? Is, is it important enough to be part of that job? Yeah. And so, I mean, it, there, there's a couple of things that I would say about that. One is, you know, if I was to pick any two marketing activities if, to focus on, I mean, I've done SEO, I've done PPC, um, I've done social media in, in the past. 
Um, and having done all of those things, if I had to pick just two things to focus my time on, one would probably be PPC, so paying to get good quality traffic to the site, and the other would probably be conversion rate optimization. Now, you know, that that is uh, difficult when you're talking about maybe somebody that's at a big company that's got a lot to do, and maybe, you know, the executives are demanding that you focus a lot of your attention on something else like SEO. And SEO can be very time-consuming. Not only time-consuming like from a day-to-day perspective, but it can take months, if not years, to really start to yield results. Um, and so for that type of a marketer, if you have the budget, that's where I would recommend reaching out to an agency uh, you know, to help run these types of things because it's, it's critical. It's so important that companies are doing testing. Uh, most companies that I've worked with are missing out on anywhere from 50 to 100% improvements in conversion rates. So, I mean, if you think about that, if you can improve your conversion rates by 100%, you're basically doubling the amount of conversions that you get with the exact same amount of traffic. If you haven't done any split testing before, where's a good place to start then? Yeah, so usually what I recommend if you're, if you're going to start testing is I, I suggest that companies get put heat mapping on their site. So there's a free tool out there called Hotjar, yep. uh, H-O-T-G-A-R, yeah. And I believe you've had the, the CEO on your show recently? Yes, absolutely. David Darmenin, um, episode number 170. Check it out. Yeah, so I highly recommend, in fact, I use Hotjar for just about all of my clients. So you can set up a free heat map, and I think you can set up like three of them on your site. And so what this will do is this will give you an idea of where are people clicking on your site right now and how far down your site are people scrolling. This almost always generates great test ideas because you'll see that people probably aren't engaging with the stuff that you think they are. Um, You know, you may have a button on your page that nobody's clicking on. Well, that's a really obvious test right there. You can go, okay, nobody's clicking on this button. What can I do to get people to click on it? Or maybe I should just remove it from my page. Um, you know, maybe I have an image on my page that a ton of people are clicking on, but it's not actually a clickable image. <laughs> well, that's a pretty obvious test right there. Just make it link, you know, link, link it to us somewhere. Uh, and so I think that's a great place to start. If you haven't tested before, gather some data on your current page, see what people are doing on your site, and then try to figure out ways that you can influence them to do more of what you want them to do. That's a great tip. Uh, you can actually see, obviously, through those heat maps or video recordings, what your visitors are doing, and then start your split tests based on that. You know, if if a visitor is obviously trying to do something on a page, but there there's nothing there or it's not clickable, then it seems obvious to to try and improve that element of of the page. Yeah, and one one additional thing that I'd add to that is, you know, with these heat maps, you you get a sense for how far down the page people are scrolling. I've seen companies spend a lot of time trying to test things that nobody's actually looking at. You know, so you may have one of those really long scroll landing pages or home pages, you know, that have tons and tons of information. Maybe you've got a bunch of videos that are you think are really awesome or are super important. And and probably nobody's watching them. And so if you sit there and you try to test in different videos, but no one's even scrolling down to that part of the page, then you're just spinning your wheels. You're wasting your time. And so I, I suggest that companies spend their time on things that people are seeing and things that people uh, either are engaging with or are missing uh, because you haven't done a good enough job presenting a good experience to them. 
And do you ever encounter anyone who says to you, actually, I've tried split testing before and I didn't notice a significant difference, so it's not a priority for me, so I'm, I'm not doing it? Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> yes, I hear that. I hear that all the time um, from companies big and small. I mean, I've heard it from you know entrepreneurs that are they're really trying to be efficient with their time, and they're like, "Oh, I tried one test and it didn't work." So, you know, that told me that my site's my site's good to go. You know, I've I've just got it. I've got it figured out. Uh, and from larger companies that you know maybe they hire somebody or they have somebody that where they say, "Hey, we'd like to try split testing. Can you make this part of your role?" Uh, this is a big one where I see people give up a lot because uh, their their role might be the PPC manager and they're driving a lot of traffic to a site and they're like, well, let's see if we can incre- increase the conversion rates on our page as well. And so they'll run a test. It doesn't have a huge impact. And they say, well, I could spend my time much more wisely somewhere else. And so for these people, usually if you have tried testing before and you failed, the reason that you failed is because you didn't think enough out of the box. So you haven't thought of a radical enough test idea. Uh, and so for these types of things, I'll see companies that will go in and they'll, the first test they run will be something like a headline test. You know, they'll test two or three different headlines on a page. Well, if you tested that and it didn't work, maybe nobody cares what your headline is. It doesn't mean that you can't influence the conversion rates. It might just mean that the thing you tested doesn't matter to your audience. Um, you know, and having run hundreds of tests across dozens and dozens of uh, companies, uh, large and small, I can tell you that there is not a page on the planet that cannot increase its conversion rates. So I I have run tests for companies that have done A-B testing for years and will launch a test and we continue to see, see increases. And so if you've run a test and you failed, you just weren't testing the right thing. That's a, a big statement there. You haven't seen a page or you don't think there's a page that's not possible to improve. What about the other way around? Is it actually possible to go backwards and actually do worse in terms of your conversion rate as a result of your split testing? And um, have you seen people that are actually scared to do it because they think um, they've got their web pages to the optimum level and they're only actually going to uh, make things worse for the future? Oh, yeah. And especially, again, business owners are, are particular culprits here because they uh, you know, once you get a page to a place where it's profitable, where it's making you money, you don't want to screw anything up. And so people get afraid that, you know, if I test something different, it's going to screw something up and suddenly I'm not going to be profitable. And so, you know, again, for, for these types of, of people, I would just say there is always room for improvement. And the great thing about testing is that you can really quickly mitigate any risk of decreasing metrics just by pausing the test. You know, if you start to see that, a test variation is having a huge decrease, you can simply pause the test and move on to something else. Now, you know, I do, I do highly encourage my clients to not pause a test until you've seen a consistent loser for more than a day because it's really easy to sit there and micromanage the results and say, oh, it's been losing for the last hour, I'm turning it off. Um, when in reality, again, you may just have, it may be a fluke in the data, you may have gotten different type of traffic to your site in that last hour. Uh, and so, you know, for, for those types of people, again, I, I say, I have not seen a website where we haven't been able to improve conversion rates by at least 50%. And so if you are, are sitting in fear, if you're waiting to run tests because you're fearful that you're going to be uh, ruining a well-converting web page, I would just say that there is more value in 
running your tests and taking the risk and running a test than there is in just sitting on a page that, you know, that's stagnant. Well, um, one reason that I haven't asked Chris about um, the the software that, that, that he uses is that that's what's um, going to be coming up just in the um, second part of our discussion, actually. Um, but first of all, um, I'd like to tell you about um, a free online digital marketing conference that I'm going to be speaking at soon called Digital Olympus. I'm going to be, it's going to be held rather on Tuesday the 6th of December and it'll run the whole day long with speakers like Laura Crimmins from Branded3, Michael Stricker from MS Design and Laura Hogan from Rice Media. It really is a not to be missed event and this is the third one that's happening. Uh, I watched the first one and um, I actually co-hosted the second one, but um, I highly recommend you checking the third one out. So to find out more, uh, just um, go to digitalolympus.net. But uh, let's segue into the second part of our discussion, and that focuses on Chris's thoughts on where digital marketing's been and where it's heading. So starting off with... Software I couldn't live without. So Chris, what software do you currently use in your business that if someone took away from you, it would significantly impact your marketing success? Sure. Well, I mentioned heat mapping. I think that is a critical part of A-B testing. Then obviously there's the testing tools themselves, uh, which you can't go without. And so uh, there are a couple of tools that are my favorite are uh, Optimizely. That's a great tool that companies can get started with uh, for cheap. I think there's a 30-day trial. Uh, Visual Website Optimizer, that's also a a similar one um, that is on the cheaper end of the testing spectrum. And then Uh, Adobe Target is, without a doubt, my favorite testing tool to work with. Uh, It is one of the more expensive ones, Um, so it's typically best for enterprise-level companies or companies that are pretty serious about testing, Uh, but it definitely has the best feature set and and, uh, reporting metrics that that you can find in a testing tool. So those are my favorite. Okay, well, here's a slightly more challenging question, and that's what piece of software don't you use, but you've heard good things about and you intend to try at some point in the near future? Sure, yeah. So one of, uh, one of the things, this is actually a part, another part of the Adobe Marketing Cloud that I've uh, been intending to try is, uh, is their recommendations tool. So there's several different recommendations platforms out there where you can have like you know uh, similar products if you have an e-commerce site. And you'd like people to, you know, to buy other products that are similar to the ones that they're looking at. So um, this is something that, you know, there's lots of tests that I have run around um, product recommendations, but I've never actually tweaked with the algorithms. So, you know, in, for example, Adobe, Adobe recommendations, they'll allow you to tweak the algorithms that they use to decide what products to display. Um, and so I have, I have, uh, I've wanted to try that out, and I, I'm actually in the process of, of uh, working with a client right now where we're, where we're experimenting with this and seeing some really fascinating results. It sounds like a tool that you could do a lot of damage with, but uh, <laughs> it could be very interesting as well. Does it depend on the technology? Does it only work with certain platforms, or is it fairly platform agnostic? It's fairly platform agnostic, just like uh, the rest of Adobe's marketing cloud. Um, I believe it. I, I'm not exactly sure on the technical implementation of how it plugs in with with websites, but uh, but I believe it's it's uh, it's platform agnostic. I wish I would have. So I'd like you to look back on the very first day that you're involved in trying to market a business online. What didn't you do so well? What do you wish that you would have done differently? <laughs> well, so the, this is actually how I got into website testing. So I ran. Um, I, I was doing PPC and SEO. 
for a company. I was running a bunch of traffic to a landing page on our site. And, um, and I went in to our CEO just ecstatic because we had, we had generated all this traffic for this page. So I was reporting on all these metrics on how we had improved, you know, traffic and how our, our click through rates were awesome. And, you know, our bounce rates were low and all this stuff. And he basically said, so what? He was like, so what? I, I don't care about traffic. I don't care about bounce rates. I don't care about any of that. How much revenue did this generate for me? And I did not have an answer for him. I had no idea. I wasn't tracking revenue, which is the stupidest thing ever as a marketer, as I'm looking back. Um, and now is a critical part of what I do, because if you are running tests on your site and you're not tracking how it impacts your revenue, uh, you're, you're, you're missing the boat. And so, yeah, that's, uh, that's a stupid moment of mine that, that I think taught me a good lesson. I'm sure every marketer has been there. They've been um, focused on the bright, shiny things and the thing and the, the graph that goes up, but not necessarily the right graph. Exactly. <laughs> the this or that round. So this is the quick response round. Ten quick questions. Just two rows here. Try not to think about the answer too much. And you're only allowed to say the word both on one occasion. So use it All wisely. Right. <laughs> you ready to go? Sure. Let's do it. Twitter or Facebook? Twitter. Facebook or LinkedIn? LinkedIn. Mobile or desktop? Mobile. Email or retargeting? Ooh, I don't even know. Email. Local or niche? Niche. Niche. <laughs> Website or app? Website. Paid search or SEO? Paid search. Email contact form or telephone number? Ooh. Telephone number. Website or app? I've said that already, yeah. I was, <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing about these with these questions. I've, I've changed them a little bit. I'm, I'm actually just used to what they used to be. But anyway, I will say social subscriber or email subscriber? Email subscriber. And, and quality or quantity? Quality. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> a few interesting answers there. And... Uh, <laughs> Mostly the uh, the pronunciation of niche, not niche. I should. <laughs> um, is there any question there that you think that um, I should get rid of or um, I should keep? Well, I think those were interesting questions. I think we could have a whole conversation around some of those. Um, I think that particularly that you know the one that stood out that I think is a great question is mobile or desktop. Mm. I think that's one that depending on your industry and depending on what kind of business you are, um, that can vary a ton. For example, like our e-commerce clients get so much mobile traffic uh, and mobile is often one of the most neglected parts of a website. Um, and so uh, I, I think that's a great question. It's a interest. again, I'm not entirely sure what your intention was in asking it, but I thought it was a great question. I think my question was um, to generate just a, an additional thought or maybe a, a bit of a stumble to indicate that it's something that uh, you hadn't really thought about that much before or maybe you think is particularly important. So I think different people obviously um, focus on, on different areas in digital marketing. 
And with you, obviously, it's it's about conversion optimization. The advance of advancement of people using mobile um, will obviously impact the way that people use websites, and p- perhaps that's the one of the reasons why you you focus on that particular question. And you also said LinkedIn rather than Facebook, maybe, which surprised me a bit there as well. Are you quite a an avid user of of LinkedIn? Well, and this is again, this is one where where I, I may have been perceiving the the question differently than than you were intending. So for I think for ads, mm. Facebook is much better for B two C. LinkedIn, though, I think is one of the most untapped paid platforms out there, um, especially for B two B companies. Uh, I, I have, in fact, I partner up with um, one of the be- one of the best LinkedIn consultants on the planet, B two Linked, and they uh, and and we've worked together on many clients where they're driving LinkedIn traffic to a website and then we are working on converting the traffic. And we've seen some of the highest conversion rates that I've ever seen um, in the B2B space through LinkedIn. And so I just think it's a a really untapped platform in terms of the paid side. And I think that, you know, like like I said, it's it's a great place to get a competitive advantage if you're a B2B company. It feels that LinkedIn advertising is fairly youthful at the moment and not as evolved as something like Facebook. And obviously, quite recently, they've brought out their retargeting pixel. And it feels like um, you should be doing that now, certainly, and, and taking advantage of it, if not now, but but in the future. Absolutely. The $10,000 question. If I was to give you $10,000 and you had to spend it over the next few days on a single thing to grow your business, what would you spend it on and how would you measure success? Well, a single thing for my business. Um, <laughs> assuming that I was already doing A-B testing, then I would <laughs> I would put the, the $10,000 into paid traffic. Now, if I wasn't doing testing on my website, I would absolutely invest $10,000 into optimizing my site. Um, and again, the reason behind that being, um, any, any traffic that I get to my site, if I haven't tested the website experience, if I, if I don't know that, uh, you know, that, that, that any traffic I send to my site is going to convert, then I'm really wasting my time and I'm wasting my money buying traffic. And so uh, that's why I say, I, I look at conversion rate optimization as a foundational a, a critical foundational piece of digital marketing because it affects just about every other part of digital marketing, whether you're SEO, social media, PPC, you're going to be driving traffic to a website and you want to make sure that that traffic converts. And so it, it's, it's a, a super important piece. So if it is a B2B business, would you put all the money on LinkedIn? I probably would. Yeah. My number one takeaway. Well, Chris, you've offered a lot of great advice in our conversation, but what is the number one takeaway? What's the single most important step that our listener needs to take away and implement in their business? Do A-B testing on your site. If you've tried it in the past, try it again. Think bigger, think more dramatic. And if you need to, get some outside help to, to get additional ideas. But if you're not testing on your website, then you are missing half of the digital marketing pie. You're just sending traffic to a site that you assume is working. Uh, and so I, I would just reiterate the importance of, of doing A-B testing on a site. Well, that takes us to the end of our discussion today. So thank you so much for your time and your advice. What's the best way for a listener to find out more about you and what you do? Yeah, so go to disruptiveadvertising.com. We've got lots of great information. I've got some blog posts on there about A-B testing. Uh, or you can look me up on Twitter, at Chris Daly. 
and I would love to hear from you guys. So thanks to Chris and thank you dear listener too. If you enjoyed what Chris shared today, tell us what you think. It's always fab to receive comments on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash digital marketing radio and reviews in the iTunes store, digitalmarketingradio.com slash iTunes. And if Twitter's your thing, at David Bain is my handle. So maybe it's your thoughts on what Chris shared today or maybe it's your, uh, you'd like to recommend a future topic or a guest. Whatever it is, it would be great to hear from you. Plus, make sure you sign up to the mailing list at digitalmarketingradio.com and I'll let you know where and when we're broadcasting next live. But until we meet again, be fantabulous and do one thing that scares you. Adios.